Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking point hammered episode 117 it is it is fucking point hammered (laughs) we're not fucking yet but we're gonna be soon yeah we we usually do this time of year (laughs) we just get together for heat and then one thing leads to another (laughs) i mean the bear bear skin to bear skin contact is really the best way to transfer that heat it's true it is cold as a motherfucker today about minus 12 yeah Goddamn lunch. It's fucking chilly. Yeah. What's today? The 5th of January, our first mm-hmm. 2015 episode, buddy. It is. I'm curious if this uh, weather will stay like this for PACA. Or not. <laughs> I fucking hope not. Yeah. Me too. I already had my fill, plus the fucking apartment heating bills are getting out of hand. <laughs> 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 fucking bullshit. And then I go there and motherfuckers got windows and doors open. It's going to go around with a fucking ball bat and club mm-hmm. people that don't close doors if anybody wants to get in the pack a weather mood you can just uh queue up fargo on netflix <laughs> you'll feel like you're in wapaka wisconsin <laughs> nice what have you been up to buddy oh i've been busy john busy john since our uh little hiatus for christmas yeah it was a nice break yeah i do have a, a christmas gift for you here buddy oh i feel <laughs> like a real dick <laughs> <I'm fucking looking laughs> it's even fucking wrapped no no return necessary buddy all right let's see what this is here <laughs> some fucking paper crinkling in the mic yeah oh god uh. <laughs> <laughs> volume one do you smell what the raj is cooking Raj with not only the Captain Dipshit hat on, but a chef's Just hat on, on top, top of it. <laughs> and a wrestler's body. <laughs> well, I'm going to jerk off yeah. to this later. It's fucking... Uh, oh, we got a nice pic of a, Raj and the old lady here. Yeah. All the classic Raj recipes from the various feasts. Oh, nice. Other stuff, so... I'm going to have a field day with this. I've been cooking a lot lately, buddy. Happy Krampus. Happy... Uh, Festivus. Thanks, dude. Uh, here, I'll give you a three-quarters used nicotine stick. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, enough to get you hooked. <laughs> no problem. Nice, buddy. And actually, uh, we do have one extra uh, cookbook. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a copy in the Wapaka raffle for anybody who's interested in cooking. <laughs> this picture in the back is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this should be the episode cover here. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw the, throw the Photoshop pics. Onto the uh, <laughs> the show notes. Been a while since we did a nice custom uh, episode cover. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, you got the info right there. Yeah. We'll throw it on there. <laughs> Anybody's into cooking, I'll throw that on there. Yeah, it's pretty solid. We did think about making them available to viewers, but basically all those pictures are stolen from the internet, and there are some racist jokes in there, perhaps. So, <laughs> <laughs> are you turning a new leaf? Did you join the clan or what? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, what's you, more general assholery the grand dragon or <laughs> the grand dragon ass joined a new club starts with a k <laughs> second letter is also a k <laughs> surprisingly the third <laughs> so uh what have you been up to in the hobby buddy model wise i've been doing a trifecta approach here yeah we got the morka gorka going on 
since me and Bear were the Morkers, uh, we're beating the shit out of J-Jack and Legend in the campaign. Mm. So we decided we're going to go calling it Morka Gorka until <laughs> those guys are in competition again. <laughs> uh, that's been going good. Finished all my train for that. That's on the blog. I've got a couple new models I'm working on. I added a walker to the band, so I'm converting up a, a Necrark or a Necron Triarch Stalker, nice. which is like their huge walker thing. <laughs> I haven't assembled like an actual 40K model in some time, but it did have the age-old uh, conundrum where you have to glue like three joints at one time and like kind of hold it in place. <laughs> I just remember that from like gluing Space Marines together and the Necrons. You got to glue each arm shoulder and then also glue the hand to the gun. And then you just have to like glue <laughs> oh, yeah. all three of them simultaneously. Yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe somebody's out there can send me a tip for making that easy. But I think two handed cast warriors too. You can uh, get those two handed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They come in the kit. Oh. It just seems like my fingers become covered with glue. Yeah. Doing my best to go. <laughs> that was scams. a big issue. <laughs> but, yeah, going to junk that sucker up. I'm uh, going to make it so I can add and remove the driver. i got to add, like, a giant claw. Looking forward to that. Got to get all that stuff done for Marka Gorka finale here. We'll pack it this year. That's yeah, coming right up, too. Yeah, we're doing something a little different. Last year we had the big rocket yeah. thing, and for a while that was going to be the plan. Until Golki got inspired by uh, this, the Road Warrior, the second Mad Max movie. <laughs> yeah. And he converted like a full-scale uh, Orcified tanker truck. <laughs> That's like a replica of the one used in the movie. Nice. It's got like the, the barbed wire and the, like the little uh, <laughs> uh, like hatches and stuff like that. So we're going to have some kind of scenario where everybody's trying to jump on the tanker. I'm going to have to figure it out. But it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you made it so the tanker's got, like, a little flip-ups. So you're going to have a scenario where it's just kind of sitting vacant in a lot, or it could just be, you know, like a piece of terrain or something like that. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> One cool thing that I don't know if people might uh, want to use in their 40K stuff is actually... Uh, to use for, like, grading and stuff, you can get, like, those plastic grids that old ladies use to make, like, shit out of yarn with. Yeah. And once you paint them, they look just, you know, just look like metal grading, and they're cheap as shit. So Goki's got all this metal grading, and there's a couple different designs all over it. It looks pretty badass. Sure. It's fucking awesome. Other than that, I've been working on pack of shit. I'm checking lists right now. Sadly, about three quarters of the way done. A uh, lot of interesting stuff uh, as far as people's lists, selections, and the armies they've chosen. So far, it's about 25% hobby heroes. Okay. Uh, but I will have some cool stats and stuff, but I'm not going to talk about it until the actual opening ceremonies. Okay. Just as some fun stuff to talk about. Sure. Uh, don't want people changing their list once they have all the intel about the various armies and special characters that might be in attendance. Uh, other than that, working on uh, new scenario sheets and then the new terrain sheets we got going on. Bears working on the, the prizes again, the last-minute terrain stuff. What's the theme this year? Uh, he's doing sticking oh. to orcs and goblins. Okay. Uh, but the emphasis may be on the latter of those two ah, words. 
I see. Nice. But, I don't know. Well, he's bounced a ton of ideas off me, uh, but we'll see what he comes up with in the end. <laughs> Should be pretty badass, nonetheless. Other than that, working on the rules for the fucking campaign of chaos. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping I can pull some motivation here. Yeah, it's going to start the Thursday after Wapaka. Okay, perfect. So that, hopefully, we're all on Warhammer highs. <laughs> not Warhammer burnouts because it's, it's going down regardless. I've been on a burnout fuck all year almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think what's got <laughs> me down is the whole Orctonian thing. <laughs> That's why I'm looking forward to chaos. Goes gear switch. I got a couple characters already painted up, so I got something to start with. Yeah, definitely with. use those. So I don't know if we really discussed in detail. We're starting at a hundred points, going up to a thousand. Yeah, over. A, it's actually going to be a ten month span. It's going to be 100 points a month. 100 points a month. That and so cool. we're going to have to finagle the unit sizes, some of the rules, uh, the campaign stuff. It's going to be... General stuff. Yeah, it's going to be really, really awesome. I'll just I'm have really an hero because he's painted and ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm starting boy. at 100 points with a 25-point cap. Okay. So you just you know pick a dude, whatever dude you can take. You can be your general. The, I think the best thing you can get is just a regular chosen. Yeah. It's probably the best. But um, to start with, you have to choose beasts, demons, or warriors. So one yep. of those. And then later you'll be able to expand into whatever. And there's going to be added like stronghold rules and different buildings allow you to do different things. Okay. Not unlike perhaps a civilization or total war tech tree kind yeah. of thing. Sure. So I've been working on that. It's going to be pretty badass. Sounds it's going like to be super fun. Um, we can run a blog posts over it too have the rules up and the progress. yeah we'll probably have yeah bi-weekly progress of everybody in the campaign okay and probably try to get lots of pictures and stuff like that like the focus is going to be more on the campaign like at the end of it you may or may not have a thousand point army that you want to use because it's going to encourage you to uh take s- stuff that you might not normally Kind of like chaos spawns, yeah. Like characters on chariots or Good, stuff like I've that. Because I've had a fucking converted and primed spawn sitting <laughs> in a bin for like seven or eight years <laughs> that I did for the Beastmen. Yeah, you know, slaughter brutes, yeah. mutilists, uh, any kind of weird troop choices. We're going to try to work them in. Working on something for the Beastman rares. Yeah, try to get those into the mix. Good, because I got a uh, Java slaw. Because I want to just... use the monsters too, but they're kind of hard to work in at small points. Yeah, but got most of it figured out and getting super pumped about that as well so okay looking forward to that other than that um that's all you got not too much yeah just been busy on three different significant hobby projects (laughs) how about yourself how many hobby projects are you in i got one orctonian going still (laughs) have you finished the boar the boar's done he's been done for a while i've just base coated and inked the Armor plates, so, so the skin's done. Some of the color work, the pants are done. The armor plates, I was going to mix it up because I was kind of bored with it. So base coated them with like a lead belcher color, which is a new G-dub color, and then hit them with a Secret Weapon Miniatures baby poop wash, which is, it works out pretty cool because it's got a tint of green to it. So mm-hmm. I light up from there. I think that'll that'll look pretty cool if I ever get around to it. And then Do the Secret Weapon washes work like the same as the GW ones coverage wise and everything yeah those they do but they're really awesome they cover well they have a really nice range of colors too I highly recommend those washes they're one of the they're probably the best wash I've ever found for anything so 
Mm-hmm. Check those boys out for sure. Um, okay. I think the only thing I did last week on the Orctonian was broke the standard off his hand because I was like, well, perhaps I'll just go super go to town on this standard and make something really awesome. And then I never even got around to base coat in the motherfucker. <laughs> so I think uh, it's been on my list to pull out some chaos models. So once I do that, maybe I'll get some fucking mojo going. But the, literally all my hobby shit's been sitting out for months and months. And I've been doing drywall work in the house. It's fucking covered in dust. It's literally covered in dust. Like, yeah, thick layer of white drywall dust that gets all over the house whenever you do any drywall Looks work like anywhere. A, like a matte varnishing gone wrong gone horribly wrong <laughs> yeah before you do any work you got to get out the old g-dub tank brush and dust your models because you can't paint on them how they are so uh, i've been doing lots of ho- housework i showed you my gutted bathroom mm-hmm. that was a fucking project motherfucking got engaged oh uh, yeah gonna get married this year sometime sometime yeah so spending a lot of time with the girl not a lot of time on mm-hmm. much else it's moving along yeah but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping some motivation hits. Just got too many pokers in the fire still. Mm-hmm. Make giant lists of things to do. Well, how's that? She's gonna be moving them. in, right? Yeah, we're working how's on. How's that it. gonna affect the already tenuous painting situation? Uh, I think it'll be fine. It'll actually help because once we settle in, she likes to just sit and read and mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff. So I'll be able to sit and paint. And uh, I believe. Once we finally get our house sold and get her moved in here, I'll actually have mm-hmm. more time for it. Plus, I won't be traveling to Madison back and forth. Or uh, yeah. When she drives here, you feel like you got to be spending time with her. You can't be dicking around with <laughs> models girl. or whatever. I'm working on a secret weapon wash here. Yeah. <laughs> Woman, leave me alone. <laughs> Go back to Madison. <laughs> so I've been thinking about it a lot, though. The chaos thing's got me pretty stoked because I've wanted to do that for a long time. Yeah, it looks like all the boys are in on it. Bear... J-Jack's been driving over for the uh, bi-weekly game nights. We just did a Triumph and Treachery game. Yeah, I saw that was going down. It was pretty, pretty badass. I used a Warriors of Chaos Demon Prince for the first time with all the so you want? kit and goodies. I did. <laughs> that guy was pretty badass. Although, <laughs> it turns out chariots are particularly awesome for Triumph and Treachery because a really common thing is... Once you're in multiple combats with multiple opponents, you have to pick one, and you can really easily move your chariot out of combat one inch, and then like your next turn around, you're like, all right, I'm charging back in. <laughs> so that's what happened to the demon prince. He ended up getting killed by a, a skull cannon because he kept getting separated from combat. He was charged by he did three chariot impacts over the game and he was killed with impact heads <laughs> nice <laughs> so I'm thinking about ah, I gotta work in some, some chariots or something if we do that again cool but, yeah that was uh, definitely f- fun times thousand points yeah five guys probably took three and a half four hours okay went a little smoother than our like seven person triumph and treachery game <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a fucking mess <laughs> oh the butch was getting pretty steamed because he was getting his ass handed to him pretty badly <laughs> and he had like organized the whole thing and it was like at his house and uh but who who gives a shit it was yeah. fun <laughs> <laughs> alright let's get on the email of the week we got fucking bubbles here yeah Bubsy we're still on the failed army project train I love this train it's like he set this in quite a while ago but uh <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. finally get around to it so we'll just read it here so I thought I'd write in with this one and contribute to the list of failed army projects 
this one was ambitious, but I had a great idea and theme and thought it would pay off. But it turned out that I bit off way more than I could chew. I know this motherfucking feeling well. (laughs) (laughs) The army was to be a vampire counts based off 1970s movie. I was going to feature corpse carts and black coaches converted into circus caravan wagons with removable rib-like bone cages that I would put my Vargolfs and Vargais in to represent the cage animals the circus would have to lure crowds of empire peasants in before feasting on them. <laughs> <laughs> I was also planning a circus top display board that would have a cutaway big top with skeleton crowds. I purchased and painted models to represent a snake chamber, which he got from Studio McVeigh. It would be a hero character. A Vargolf. A unit of 30 ghouls, each converted to be holding masks that he copied using cool mini or not press mold stuff. An ogre mm-hmm. firebelly as a fire breather unit filler for the ghouls. A unit of 20 skeletons holding shields that he converted from comedy and tragedy faced cufflinks he had purchased <laughs> off Etsy. <laughs> Holy shit. A winged vampire lord. A terrorgeist. A corpse car and box of hex wraiths, which were converted as horses pulling a caravan cart and partially painted. The Garden of More oh box set God. for various bits and all the bits and pieces he'd need for the display board. So painting time, he's probably in about 100 plus hours. <laughs> and money-wise, right. he's got prices listed on everything. It's probably three or $400. <laughs> Although parts of me still wants to do this army, the thought of going back and modeling up all the ghouls and skellies I'd still need to do kills me. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's oh, it. my God. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a fucking disaster. I do remember him talking about that because I originally... Maybe two packers ago or something, he was going to bring that, and then he ended up bringing his wood elves. Yeah. The last, I don't know if he like was going to do it and couldn't get it quite down to his standard. Yeah. And then I think he was going to try to do that again, and then he's like, eh, fuck it. But yeah. uh, turns out, get a little older, get some real life shit going, your priorities start yeah. switching. Get some fucking poontang on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba's a real be, fucking poon hound. He is a bit of a He's poon He's a fucking hound. horn dog. He is a bit of a horn dog. The Canadian dog. horn dog. <laughs> the, the fucking Toronto horn dog. All right, let's fucking get out to the voicemail of the week here, buddy. Yeah, this one is from a chap named Derek. Okay. Chiming in with his failed All right. hobby project. Here we go. Hey, guys, this is Derek over in Minneapolis. Uh, just giving you a call about the question of the month. Um, I've only been playing about a year or so, um, but after Dwarves came out, um, I really kind of like their, their rules and stuff, but being a high elf player, I just, I just hate dwarves. So my plan to, to do something with them was to play them like a, like a golem army. So all the kind of melee ones would be either earth elementals or something, the gyrocopters would be big lightning or air elemental things, anything with shooting would be like a fire elemental or something like that. Um, and just doing that through the whole list. Um, and then maybe with like the rune lords being either the, the wizards or something that gave rise to these to kind of give a little flavor for how the, uh, the runes would work. Um, or something along those lines. Um, but anyway, that was my plan. Um, but I'm still finishing out my first army and I already got my next two planned with high elves and demons and skaven. So it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And also then I'd have to buy the dwarf book. I just, I just can't look at that on the cover. So. That was my plan. Maybe I'll get to it in like 10 or 15 years, but until then, maybe someone else can give it a go. Anyway, that's my bees. Later. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it seems like the ambitious product projects really fizzle out. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of project where you have to convert every model. Yeah, significantly convert. Models. Like, yeah. yeah. 
I think, I think we're drawing some lessons here. Yeah. Don't <laughs> think I've of an army my... where uh, you have to convert I've been... most or even all the models. For the chaos stuff, I've been thinking of simple conversions to do because I don't want to get out of hand Reichland Ogre or Ortonian style. So <laughs> um, I'm keeping it yeah. tame. But I do want to convert every model. If you can get it to like a 15, 20-minute thing per model... I think you'd be fine, mm-hmm. you know, for Chaos Warriors especially, because that's what I was going to go with. Because you're not, yeah, you're not having that model many. count anyways. Yeah. yeah, but if you're like Bubs was talking about skeletons and ghouls yeah, and shit, gee, like a five point model, fifteen Ugh. twenty minutes per model, <laughs> fucking out of hand. Oh. <laughs> yeah, going back to the golems, I think that's a badass idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd like to see that. I mean, they've been rumoring golems for years for the dwarves. Golem, golem, golem. And I'm sure once the end times come out, there's going to be a massive. Dwarf golem the size of a Glockkin, ridden by uh, a runesmith, just standing on the back of it. <laughs> Given the new, did you see the new Thankwall and Bone Ripper dude? No, I, I didn't. The new Bone Ripper, he's like the size of Glockkin. He's got four arms. He's like fucking massive. And then there's like a little Thankwall riding him. Was oh, that back. the dude that looked like a great horned rat? No, that's the Vermin Lord, okay, which so also came two. out. This is brand new. This kind of dropped today or yesterday. Oh, yeah. I did not see that. It's thing. like a. It looks. You know, it's Glockian size. It's fucking huge. The Vermin Lord looked badass. Yeah, that make good, uh, like a Gorgon or yeah. some kind of Jebba. Maybe a wings on him. Yeah. Put some Bloodthirster wings on him, dog. Mm. You can make a cool greater demon out of that, too. Yeah, you could. Yeah. A Swap a head out. Badass. But... Yeah, it's nice and lith. You could do like a Zinch or a Slanish or even Bloodthirster. Yeah. Anyone but Nurgle, really. Yeah, totally. Or you could Nurgle his ass up, but... Might as well start with something else. Nurgle guys are usually fat. That's what GW that's the kind decided. Of, yeah. That's the kind of project I'd pot, get into. Pot bellies. I'm going to buy this $100 model and then just sculpt a big mob of fat on them. <laughs> Warts and pus put them in. Put them in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Start it and then put them on the shelf. Walk away. <laughs> it's my style, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, well thanks, thanks, Derek. Yeah. Thanks for the call. But we have a bonus voicemail. Oh, shit. Oh, that shit. All right. Let's oh, that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> What is up, you mother pretentious wankers, you HPB boys? This is uh, Rusk from Reno. I just wanted to give a shout-out and say uh, thank you to everybody who participated in the Wapaka raffle because, you know, of you gentlemen, I get to travel to the fine place of Wapaka, Wisconsin, and uh, attempt to lose at the creepiest mustache contest again despite being most likely full-on that kid. And uh, this call is brought to you by a whole lot of beer. And I wanted to call out Johnny Hastings for a uh, game on either Friday or Saturday night because he keeps dodging me and we play these multiplayer games because he's just afraid of my awesomeness. So Johnny Hastings, when you get this message, you let me know on the air if you want a true throwdown end of all end games and I will take you on at Wild Pack 2015. Peace out, bros. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh. Mr. Russ what, The only man alive to have touched my dick <laughs> Other than me <laughs> Fuck it dude it's on We'll do that shit Friday It's on man I'll make a 2000 point list Yeah I'll, uh, do, uh, I'll get I'll get his list from Raj and yeah, yeah. <laughs> build the I'll, anti I'll, list. I'll fucking pass that along <laughs> Don't worry Jesse <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that'd be fun I was hoping to get some games in Friday Mm-hmm. Maybe Saturday. I think my old lady's gonna come hang out on Saturday. So, ah, classic, classic Pacanalian fashion. Yeah, 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That sounds yeah. fun. I like drunken, fucking yeah. challenging calls. I was talking to Bear. It looks like there's going to be a whole new crop of roller girls this, this time around. Previously, it was all the, the Mid-State Sisters of Skate. Yeah. But he's moved on to the Paper Valley or the Appleton roller derby team. Nice. That's good. I was hoping my ex wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good news all around. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks, Justin. And uh, it's on, buddy. Yeah. We'll plan that shit Friday. Mm-hmm. Hit me up on the fucking Twitters, and we'll fucking set a time. You yes. can do it Thursday, too, if you're fucking in town, buddy. Get your fucking cornhole ready, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a lot of people are rolling in Thursday night this year yeah. as well. I got to fucking work Thursday. So, um, As far as gaming and stuff like that, uh, we'll be setting up the, the hall that night. So you may or not be able to get in and get a game if you want, but... Uh, people will be around hanging out and shit for sure. So, Ugh, my head's already hurting from the hangover. I'm gonna yeah. have. <laughs> Let's fucking do event of the week, man. Yeah, this one Chupapalooza, buddy. I went to fucking California. Uh-huh. These bastards uh, chipped in for most of a plane ticket for me, which was super generous. Oh shit! Uh, to meet their commitments for the. Uh, Glorious job I did for them at Quake City Rumble. Nice. Uh, they're doing like a Raj Pajian style event. I think I discussed that previously. Yeah. Went out there, stayed uh, with those boys, hanging out with uh, Austin Morgan and uh, Zach Lopez. Picked me up as well, drove me around, and okay. uh, this guy Leif as well. Zach and Austin will be coming to Wapaka along with some of the other Chupacabras, Q and Jennifer. And uh, I think a fellow named Philip, okay, as well. But yeah, the tournament is really cool. It had a super Raj Podge feel to it. Oh yeah, where it's just we had four four game tables, like sixteen people. Did anybody play in just their boxer shorts and one sock <laughs> pulled all the way up? <laughs> I do not recall that an incident like that. Okay, it doesn't feel very Raj Podge to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. It was the scenarios. Uh, were fun. It was over two days. There was four games. Three of the games were you had a partner, and then you would uh, complete the scenario, and it was like objective point-based. And then you were kind of working against your opponent, too. Okay. And uh, the interesting thing was these were 2,000-point lists, so it was 4,000 points aside. Okay. But... Um, there were a ton of monsters going on. It was pretty awesome. There was like, I don't think there's any cannons or mm. hardly any war machines at all. Nice. So it was like a super monster mash. <laughs> it was fucking super fun to play. Uh, Hengel, Hengel was there, came down. It's show up? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, the only man to ever touch my butthole? <laughs> other than oh, me? Ed Phillips? Yeah, Ed Phillips. <laughs> nah, he wasn't there. Well, he'll be up back this year. <laughs> Maybe he'll be the only man that touched your butthole twice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast, dudes. Go for a Guinness, Guinness record. I'll invite Guinness. <laughs> World record book on staff. <laughs> Just to verify. Um, games went well. Each game, first three games, our partnership won, but... I never got as many points as my partner did, mm. so I was kind of, uh, whatever, submarining it, kind of slinking my way to the top. So I was on the Surfing top ranks. table at the last game, and then the last game was all-out triumph and treachery, 
and it was all victory point based and that was probably <laughs> one of the funnest games i've probably had in a super long time it was really really fun um one thing was is um for each game we got like a sportsmanship token yeah that you could give to your favorite sportsman by the end of the tournament, though, those are just being used as, like, flat-out bribes to, like, get people to do stuff during the game. <laughs> like, well, if you do this, I'll give you the token. So uh, early on, uh, this Q was fucking hammering this guy. He, uh, The dude had, like, a 30-man Chaos Warrior block mm. and, like, a Sorcerer Lord behind him. Charged it with, like, a shitty-ass um, Ogre Kingdoms monster. Yeah. I think it was... Not the Stonehorn, but the other one. Yeah. Um, failed his terror check, ran through his general, and failed that terror check, or that <laughs> panic check. And then Q got the next turn, and then just charged him with, like, his fire belly, and they ran off the board, like, all in one sequence. <clears throat> so then uh, that bro was down on his luck, and he, he had, like, a couple Blight King unit left, and then he was going to turn in the towel, and then... Q was going to charge one of those Blight King units with like his big uh, Ogre Maneater unit and just wipe it out. Uh, but if he did that, he would be so far ahead that I wouldn't be able to catch up with him. Yeah. So like I bribed that dude. I'm like, here, here's my sports token. Like I'll give it to you if you flee that charge. And because uh, I I don't want you to give away those points. I like I need to catch up here. And uh, so he did it, and then he kind of fled through stuff, and he rallied, and then he ended up beating on uh, Leif, who had, like, VC stuff. Yeah. And then, so he was starting to get points again. And then, meanwhile, Q stuff kind of panicked or got killed off the board. And then, last turn, I go in on his Blight Kings, and I, I need to kill him to uh, kind of win the whole shebang. He holds on a Snake Eyes break check. <laughs> and then, that's the end of the game. He ends up uh, winning on points, and he won the overall event. Nice. <laughs> but he was just going to give it up. But, like, I bribed him <laughs> so that I could win, but he ended up actually kind of taking it in. Yeah. Um, so it was a fucking super fun event. All right. Hanging out with those guys, uh, drinking every night. <laughs> that was a blast. Zach took us back to his place, made steaks for everybody. Ooh. Um, Got some fucking authentic cantina tacos. Nice. It's quite delicious. <laughs> yeah. Overall, super awesome. The weird thing was I was super nervous about the weather, kind of fucking up all flights. my connecting flights and everything. Uh, but it turned out the Midwest was completely fine. <laughs> but then San Francisco, that was in the middle of the super ginormous rainstorm. <laughs> so on the way back, my San Francisco flight got delayed like four or five hours. So I had to take a shuttle across town to go to LAX. Which is like the shittiest airport in the world. Been there, and then uh, I take that to Chicago. So I did get home on time, but mm. it was kind of unexpected delay nice. in San Fran. Yeah, overall, definitely a super fun event. Um, encourage people to do similar kind of stuff like that because it was a blast. All and right, thanks to those guys. Fucking cool, buddy. All right, let's do motherfucking book pick, buddy. I got mine here. I'm reading this book called The Final Frontiersman. Mm. It's a story of this dude. Heimel Korth is his name. He's originally from Appleton. Like in his early 20s, he moved up to Alaska. Mm -hmm. And now he's like really old, still doing his thing up there. He's like the last fucking Alaskan frontiersman. 
So they go into right. all this crazy detail about his life. He's a trapper up in Alaska. It's really Do fucking cool. Do they have cool. a reality show about him yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just talk about what it's like being a trapper out in the frontier. And he's isolated. There's like not another person for 100 miles in any direction. Mm-hmm. And just does runs these trapping lines. He's got a Inuit wife and a couple kids. And uh, oh, cool. just does this thing up there. And it's fucking super interesting. And like... It was negative fucking 12 today, but in this fucking book, like up there, they talk about the weather, and it's always like negative 40, negative 70, and this guy's like got to live off the land and shit, so uh-huh. super cool. Sounds like you have to prepare a bit during the summer. <laughs> yeah. Well, like then the sun doesn't go down for months, and then it doesn't come up for months. Really fucking crazy. That's a wild life. Yeah, you ever feel really fucking cold here? Just read this goddamn book. Yeah. But it's super cool. I had no idea what the fuck was going on up in Alaska, Getting ready buddy. to pack up. Uh, I'm going to head up to Yukon. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking selling everything I own. Do, do a little pan in for gold. <laughs> what he's doing now, like no one else can ever do again because his kids could do it, but their kids couldn't just based on the way the laws and the rules work. Mm. It's pretty interesting. Last of a fucking breed. Yeah. So does he own all that land? No, nah, you don't own it. You're just allowed to trap it. Uh, okay. But, you know, he owns... Or he's built his own cabins. They travel around to different areas, stay in different cabins at different times of the year because uh, you'll uh, you don't want to kill all the animals in the like area. Sounds like that uh, Happy People documentary. Have yeah. you seen that on Netflix? No. Sounds like a really similar thing. It's about uh, like Siberian trappers. Okay. And they kind of live in villages, and then they winter. They like move from cabin to cabin. Sure. And trap Same kind all of shit. the fucking shit. Yeah. Talk about all the weird dangers. Um, talks about. He's got these trapping lines everywhere, and when you trap a wolverine, you mm-hmm. get him in a snare, and there's like a 20-foot area where they just rip all the trees down and destroy everything trying to escape. Holy shit. they're like super fucking vicious and insane animals. and uh, With incredible regenerative capabilities. <laughs> I gotta, there was some name for like the 20-foot area they would just destroy when they're trapped. Oh, wow. So when you're coming just, down your trap line. You know if you got a wolverine in there? <laughs> yeah, you see it from a ways away. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty fucking interesting. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like I said, it's called The Final Frontiersman. Did you get that from uh, the lib- library there? Yeah, it's from the Madison Library mm-hmm. by James Campbell. Okay, cool. I recently finished audiobook The Empty Throne, mm. which was the latest in the Saxon stories, Uhtred and Bebenberg and such. Yeah. Uh, but there's like another one coming out. Like within like a month or two, I think. Um, a follow up. This one, this one is pretty fucking awesome. This is my favorite one out of the last probably three or four. Yeah. So the last three or four kind of all blend together, you know, stuff. Sure. Yeah, I think I've talked about them where you're kind of just doing the same thing and the background characters aren't too flushed out. So it seems like everything's kind of merging together. But uh, this one is really awesome like his uh kids actually play like kind of center stage in it yeah and like his son is like really badass like he used to be and like some of it is from his son's perspective too which is really cool so it's kind of breathed new life into the series for sure sure uh so i really enjoyed this one a lot more uh udi he's all busted up he's pretty old old. yeah he's wounded at the beginning oh jeez so there's kind of a plot dealing with that no more fucking plowing Mildred (laughs) (laughs) nah um 
Well, he was plowing Alfred the Great's daughter. Nice. Uh, she's still around, <laughs> but she's kind of turned into like a hard ass. <laughs> An old like, hag. Kind of like a Hillary Clinton type thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, this, this series is getting pretty good. I'm kind of wondering if he's going to um, continue with the kids completely, like Uhtred. Old Uhtred may like pass on at some point, and then it'll continue with young Uhtred. Because why would you ever end a fucking 20-book series? Fucking cash cow like this, man. Come on. (laughs) Uh, But it's kind of weird, like, uh, compared to his other books, uh, like with Sharp and stuff, the timeline's been super slow in those books. Yeah. Where this one, it'll be like five or ten years in between books. Sure. And so if you ever did want to do shit, you could always go back and fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, Because he has wives and stuff that get killed. Like in between books and stuff like that. Sure. So the Empty Throne, really good. Really looking forward to the next one that's coming out. And I don't know if we talked about it, but they're actually making a fucking show, a Last Kingdom TV series. Oh shit! The people that make it in Downton Abbey are gonna make it. Cool. So you know it's gonna be some fucking legit shit. Mm. They just did all the casting and stuff. Nice. Yeah, that'll be awesome if they do it right. I was mm-hmm. so yeah. let down by the show Vikings. So. Yeah, hopefully it's more of like a Game of Thrones, uh, like in a historical setting than a Vikings. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, I know a lot of people that like the Vikings show, though, too. Okay. Never let's, really got into it. Let's do uh, current obsessions then, buddy. Yeah, what do you got? I got fucking hooked on a motherfucking Netflix series called Marco Polo. It's a Netflix uh, original. Really? Re- <laughs> Did you watch that? I saw a couple episodes. I thought it was really fucking good. Uh, I got a thing for the Mongols, though, because so, it follows Marco Polo. His dad ditches him in Kublai Khan's court, kind of sells mm-hmm. him to Kublai Khan, and then it just follows what he goes through while he's in Kublai Khan's court. Yeah, it's, there's a lot it's of pretty bo- cool. They, Mongol they life. put a lot of budget into the wardrobes and yeah. the hairstyles. It was really good. I liked it a lot. and uh, I thought it was pretty good. Kelly really likes it. Yeah. I haven't like been able fucking... to stay awake for a whole episode yet, yeah. unfortunately. Well, you... Have you not seen the Mongol Pleasure House, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have. Um, yeah, it's it's well done. Um, I watched the one whole thing was, season in like three days. You know, it's kind of that thing where you know we listen to the Mongol hardcore history and yeah. stuff, and it's kind of historical. So then, like, I kind of got to be a hard ass and be like, "Well, that's not how it was." <laughs> Even though, like. So my obsession right now is we just finished House of Cards season two. Yeah, that's a good one. So I'm sure anybody who knows about politics and is really into it can point out all kinds of inconsistencies in House of Cards. I, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, how the main guy's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So for some reason, like you know, House of Cards doesn't have to be super accurate. It doesn't bother me. But then, like, because this show is, like, kind of historical, yeah. <laughs> like, it bothers me that it is, even though, you know, it's just a TV program. And if any, if it makes anybody interested in that stuff, that's cool. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's not meant to be historical. I think the House of Cards got a lot less interesting when the hot young Zoe Barnes was killed. <laughs> ZB. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, yeah. by the way. Fuck that. It's just been out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Season three is coming out. Oh, oh shit. That. Yeah, me too. Anyways, Netflix. You can find some good shit on there that you like. Yeah. Check out Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah, have you, are you through the whole season then? Of Marco Polo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. How many episodes of it? Uh, it's like 12. Okay. But they're an hour each. Yeah, we're into the 
third one. Yeah. So we'll probably keep going on them. I enjoyed um, it. Yeah, there is some nice tail in there. You get like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're into Asian ladies, that's your fucking show. Yeah. They're fucking, there's a scene where this badass, she's a consort to the Chinese emperor. Yeah, like the and Southern like, Song Dynasty. Yeah, the smoking hot chick. So butt-ass naked, she beats the shit out of these soldiers. It's just these crazy moves, super fucking hot. <laughs> You'll be pausing it to fucking whack. <laughs> You'll be on like fucking XNXX looking at Asian porn in fucking 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> just bring up my phone. I'm just I'm just checking, checking some tweets here. <laughs> I got to poop, baby. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do your music pick, dude. Yeah. Lay it on us. This one. I'm picking some shit here. That, uh, you know, usually I try to get something upbeat, positive. Yeah, sure. Um, that's only a small portion of my music interest. So I'm going to pick a band called Woods of Ypres. Okay. Uh, that's spelled Y-P-R-E-S. It's like the French forest. Okay. And like the World War One battles. could be pronounced Ypres. I believe it's Ypres. Ypres Love? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll help you remember it. <laughs> Uh, these guys are cool. They started as like a, a real black metal project, and then they slowly been adding like cleaner vocals. Yeah. And then their last album is more like a doom metal type thing. Okay. It's pretty awesome. And actually, only like three of the songs on their very last album have any like uh, uh, dirty like growl vocal tracks. Um, so I'm gonna play a song. It's called Shards of Love. Okay. I kind of clipped it down to like three minutes. So this is off the fourth album. All right. Let's fucking do it. You pulled your things off the walls Took all that was yours You packed your books into boxes And placed them at the door You emptied your half of our
For fuck the point hammered history, buddy. This is some pre point hammered podcast Ermagerd history. Very short. This would be like one year PHP point hammered podcast. B B P H P C. I'm going to talk a little about about the fucking hillbilly tournament. Okay. We end up going to two of these. Yeah. One in 07 and okay. one in 08. And in 2007 was the first time we went, and it went down, and I was the only HPB to go down, and I went down with Tom Back, who used to be a big Midwest Warhammer player. Yeah. And this, we ended up renting, like, a massive van for, like, I don't know, it was, like, 1500 or $2,000, <laughs> because, like, seven or eight of us were going, so we all piled in there. And that was the uh, first instance of the Magnificent Bastards team being formed. Mm. So everybody from the Midwest going down to Little Rock. It was like a 17-hour drive from <laughs> Milwaukee. And I remember... I really don't remember too much about that tournament. I remember like we drove all the way back from like 5 p.m. and like got there in the morning in Milwaukee, and then I drove from Milwaukee <laughs> and went to work at, like, 11.30 and worked, like, a half day because I was supposed to work a half day that day. Really fucking glutton <laughs> for punishment here. Yeah. So we had fun there. And then the second one, um, you'll see I remember a little bit more about. That one, me and Bear went down to Milwaukee and picked up Dave Benarek. Yeah. And thankfully, the tournament was in Memphis this time. And this might have been one of the last big ones of the Hillbilly, if I remember correctly. Okay. And so that was only a 14-hour drive, so, you know. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> that, one, that was, a, you know, just a relief. You know, it was like nothing. Then, um, Yeah, so this was fun because Domus and, like, Tom McClure and stuff went down and met us down there. Yeah. And it was a fucking good time. I took my Dogs of War mm. list. This was kind of... One of the last times I run it, I had a really good year in 2008. So I was using like a gun line kind of list, but the trick was it didn't really look like a gun line. <laughs> so people would deploy as if they're fighting a normal army, and then I kind of sit back and magic and shoot the piss out of them. <laughs> and then after a turn or two, they realized they needed to get across and just kill that stuff. But by then, it was kind of too late. Uh, so it's kind of like a. Slippery eel. Slippery, like, kind of ambush kind of thing, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, a little bit. Ended up <laughs> playing a 
first round, Dogs of War beat that down. I was supposed to play Paul Vinton, mm-hmm. but for some reason our like grudge match got mixed up. And then Roy, um, two years in a row, he uh, whenever there's a Dogs of War army, he just matches it up against another Dogs of War army because he feels bad for it. <laughs> doesn't want to. <laughs> so you clean someone's clock real well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The fucking man-eaters rocked it. I remember this tournament, it was all about the man-eaters. I yeah. had two units of three man-eaters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's the Ogre Kingdoms list that come out, and it kind of breathed life into it with these man-eaters. Yeah. Um, second game, I had like a minor loss against some Storm of Chaos demons. Mm-hmm. I remember throwing in those man-eaters, putting all my attacks against the Nurgle Heralds in yeah. those units, and that's back when they are minus one to hit. And then they had regen and ward saves. Yeah. And I remember doing that probably three times because one time I bounced and doing exactly zero wounds to those guys. <laughs> but I kind of held everything back and got a minor loss there. Round three, I played like a VC army. Okay. And I remember this one came down to the man eaters as well because they were stuck in with like a spirit host or some shit. All right. So I was pretty boned. <laughs> but then the dude charged like a unit of skeletons in the flank. <laughs> and then the man-eater went crazy and, like, killed all the skellies. <laughs> like, I popped the spirit host then, and then, like, I uh, got into some shit. I remember back then the VC armies were, like, doing that one dice casting shit over yeah. and over. Yeah. That was, like, the thing back in the day. Um, fourth game, I played Jim Livers and his Skaven. Mm. And uh, that was a pretty fun game. I remember just fucking owning his ass though <laughs> the man eaters again i remember charging him into a unit of clan rats uh putting all my t- uh putting one ogre's attacks on the gray seer killing him putting another ogre's attacks on the bsb killing him and then the last guy putting his attack on the clan rats killing three or four and then just breaking the unit <laughs> running it down. Um, but the most epic game was the last one against tomb kings yeah um uh, where it came down to the fucking uh, a couple to the man really crazy thing. Well, <laughs> okay, so he moved up his chariot unit. He had like five or six chariots and the man eaters going on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be sweet when the man eaters go in because in those times, strength seven would auto pop the chariots. Yeah, so each wound I did would be like four wounds. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking own these guys. <laughs> So charge, charge them in. They got twelve attacks. On mm-hmm. um, threes to hit, I get three hits <laughs> out of twelve. Yeah. Ooh. And then I roll three ones to wound. <laughs> but I have a Laura Heavens I use for the tournament. So I had second sign of a mule. Yeah. There's a spell that would give you D three rerolls to use later in the turn. Mm. So I mostly use that with like the cannons to reroll wounds or the goblin hero I had in there yeah. to reroll to hit. Uh, so I had three rerolls and reroll those three ones. It's got another one, but then I got two two pluses. So I popped two chariots, which wasn't enough to pop the unit and like overrun to the hero fan or stuff like that. So I ended up being this huge battle. Where he got him in that kind of side with some skelly archers. It was like a big grind fest. Yeah. And then it kind of came down to like his unit of skeletons with the Tomb King fighting like the Lost Legion pikemen that I had. Yeah. And it'd be like probably four or five combats where I'd win by one or two and he'd lose a couple guys. He'd win by one and I'd make a check like at a minus one. Yeah. And then I'd win by one or two and then it'd kind of go back and forth. But I'd end up killing almost everything else. Except for that unit. And then 
Um, so I ended up getting four wins and like a minor loss okay. in the end. And then uh, one of the most embarrassing things happened during the awards ceremony, which was uh, they're going through the awards. Roy's going through them. And then uh, he goes, and it, third place, best painted, is a Dogs of War army. So, like, I started to get up, and I was, like, halfway out of my seat. And then he listed, like, somebody else. It was, like, a different Dogs of War army. <laughs> you pop his And then, like, uh, Domas and, like, McClure were, like, sitting right there. And they are just fucking laughing their ass. <laughs> like, kind of sat down like a dope. And then I'm like, well. Idiot. Maybe I'll get one of the other paint prizes. I didn't get either one of those. But then... I was able to redeem it the only way, which was taking the overall prize. Nice. So I was able to <laughs> overlive that sh- <laughs> <laughs> shame of <laughs> fucking dummy. Yeah. So that's probably my greatest glory with the Dogs of War for sure. All right. Awesome. But yeah, birth of the Magnificent Bastards. I uh, got to meet a lot of great people cool. down there for sure. Yeah. Glad I could get to it before it kind of petered out. Yeah. I think it might still be gone as some kind of other event down there yeah um but if anybody knows the details on that i'd just be kind of curious whatever happened to old roy eggensberger <laughs> back in the day so yeah moving right along you got a blog pick for us yeah i do all right this one goes back to i was doing some fucking digging thinking about the cast warriors and way back when ben Cohn did his tomb kings he was pulling some really awesome basing shit, and I sat there and talked with him about it for a while. So I finally got around to doing some digging on what he was doing there, and I found this. I found the exact post he was talking about that gave him the inspiration and effectively the tutorial on how to do it. So mm-hmm. it's this Flames of War desert basing uh, tutorial. It's on flamesofwar.com. Mm. and it's a site for doing this really, really awesome-looking uh, desert bases. Um, I don't know how many of y'all have seen Conzi's Tomb Kings, but when mm, I first seen I that army, I was like, holy shit, man, that, the basing on that is it's one of the coolest fucking basing things I've seen ever, so super awesome. I'll, uh, I'll put up a link to this, and there's a few different types of desert basing on here. The one that Cone went with was the Sahara one, a really fucking awesome stuff, so, mm-hmm. um, and a lot so of it's... Is it like a, like a real sandy... Or more like a kind of like a Badlands. Yeah, it's like, like Badlands where ground. it's kind of cracked and there's like oh, cool. stepped levels and. Uh, I'm looking for something like that. The way Cone had painted it up was with not just tans but also with blacks in the recesses and on the cracks and stuff, and it looked really really good. It's uh based on using like drywall mud, which I'm not sure how it stood up. So I'd be curious to talk to Cone to see if he's had any issues with those things uh, cracking apart on him over time. But I think you could pull the same thing off really well with epoxy sculpt. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get that same flaky effect to it, but I think a skilled modeler could make that happen. But maybe um, you know, maybe what he used did hold up and maybe it worked out fine. So I'll, I'll check mm. back with Cone on that. Okay. But I think, check out um, this link if you're looking for any kind of desert base. California, Austin. Um, <clears throat> he likes making display boards. He would use that shit. Yeah. And he said he hasn't had any issues with okay. it, like, flaking or anything like that on his display boards. Yeah, I think I remember Cone saying it was a big fucking mess. Which oh, yeah, I bet it was. Drywall yeah. material always is. But the effect was super, super good. So... I'm going to pull some shit like this. I'm going to combine it with some epoxy sculpt ledge work that I've done on some of my other cast warriors. But 
um, check it out for sure. I was really impressed with Cohen's work, and when I found the blog, I was like, oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't look very hard to do at all, so mm. give that motherfucking oh, shit a look. What do you got for uh, yes. Army theme for us, buddy? Yeah. Something you'll never fucking do, but you've thought about a lot. Well, this one I almost did. Oh, yeah? It's the fucking uh, dragon-themed Bretonian army. Mm. Is this, this a one pull I've from think- the Foots dragon-themed dwarves? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Okay, okay. I don't. Really, this is very loosely dragon-themed. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, uh, I thought about for a long time, and actually ended up doing a test model around the time. Because at some point after an Adepticon, this is when you did up like a unit of high elf archers. Yeah. And you I believe you did that because we were going to do like a Bretonian high elf yeah. kind of theme. And plus, I wanted to do high elves. That was one of my failed army projects. Yeah, but your color was purple. purple. Yeah. yeah, so I was going to I was going to use a pastelli purple mm-hmm. in the dragon theme Bretonian. So, um, yeah, it's going to be purples and then nice, nice reds. And then uh, maybe like a little white, yeah. kind of grays, but may- primarily red and purple. Okay. So like, uh, I did do a test model, and those are all good colors for dips. So I painted one Bretonian archer with this color scheme. It turned out really good. Yeah. Not totally sure why I never <laughs> did any more or continued on it, because this one guy looked pretty good. It painted up pretty quick. So what was going to tie in all the dragon stuff? Uh, okay, so, like, there'd be, like, the dragon heraldry and stuff like that, okay. and then, like, the, um... Instead of a, of a, was it a hippogriff, you'd have a little dragon? Uh, well, for, like, the peg knights, okay. they'd be riding, like, little drakes or something like that. Yeah, that'd be... I don't have any idea sweet. where the models would come from, but they would, uh, you know, some kind of dragons, little dragons they'd, they'd be riding would be really badass. Sure. And then, um, for the, I really want to do a grail reliquary. Mm-hmm. Where instead of like a knight, they'd be that they're holding up. Like you'd have these unit fillers, or where like they're holding up all the bones of like a dragon. Yeah, like and so like they're holding up the head. There's like the dude holding instead of the, like the horse head. Like there's a couple guys holding up like a big dragon skull. Sure. And then it kind of you know be like a really deep unit, maybe like forty deep. I don't. There might be a unit cap, like five I wide. I think that might put the kibosh on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the grill reliquary really sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're like stubborn, sh- bro. Shitty. Yeah. Well, once, once the parries became a six-up, like they're because they get a, the ward save. Yeah. They just have hand weapon shield, so you know they just they're not really better than the peasants are. And then they're stubborn all the time, but like the peasants, you take a huge unit, they're going to be stubborn all the time anyways, too, because they're steadfast. And then they're like shit. They're like eight or nine points a model. (laughs) Just like a strength three dude, weapon skill two. You you used to pay for stubborn. That shit used to mean something. Yeah. And then, um, so it's going to be like the entire dragon would be being Um, held up by the unit. Yeah, so it'd be like a little neck piece, and then like they'd be holding up the rib cage, and then like. The old little Reaper, arms and claw. Yeah, bone the Reaper Bone decent. Dragon was gonna be like the kernel of it. Yeah, um, it probably looked badass. You could probably still do that, but just use like Bretonian peasants. Sure, because then yeah, that probably would be like a massive footprint. So you just have like this unit like twelve deep or something, <laughs> like five wide. So like they're carrying like an entire dragon <laughs> bone body, depending on how big yeah. the scale is. 
Uh, but yeah, other than that, just like dragon kind of theme heraldry, maybe some questing knights. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. All right. Uh, never really got around to it. I don't don't feel like I'll be uh, doing it anytime soon. I don't feel seems like nuts. Bretonian projects also fizzle out pretty <laughs> fast. <laughs> Bretonian projects, anything with the color purple is bound to fail. <laughs> anything that requires large amounts of conversions. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, what do we got for the motherfucking cheap ass segment this time, bro? Just the re- cheap-ass recap, <laughs> hidden hobby dollars, Okay, <laughs> hold out. <laughs> um, yeah, just the uh, thing from last time was the banks. So you should be able to find a sweet-ass bank that refunds all your ATM fees. Okay. That is the most glorious thing <laughs> for me personally. Now that it's the end of the year, you're going to fucking claim a big No check. longer under the yoke of the ATM fee. Of big bankers. <laughs> of poor planning. <laughs> <laughs> I could just fly by the seat of my pants. Okay. No longer do I have to go home from the tavern just because I won't pay the 275 <laughs> fee to withdraw any more money. I don't want to start a tab. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think we got a combined the bastard sex toy yeah. segment this time. <laughs> I've got some something to contribute here. So I've been doing some cleaning house, and one of the things is going to get rid of is a big fucking eight-inch dong with a suction cup on the end and a nut sack. <laughs> <laughs> Just your fucking classic flesh-colored dildo. Eight-inch rubber dong. This thing. Not for use as a sex toy. Nah. Just as a comedic yeah, prop. You, you would tear someone apart is, with that thing. Uh, it's pretty fat. It's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> you were going to. Uh, yeah, I was. I was gonna wait till it got dark and snowy, and drive by my buddy Frankie Murderface's house and throw it in his front yard. <laughs> and then in spring, he would find this big fucking rubber dick. <laughs> that was my plan with it. And yeah. then Raj caught wind of this and decided to take the. Dick. Yeah, we were like podcasting that day. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, you should let me borrow that thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I took that sucker home. And then I was able to work it into my trousers and then fucking whip it out on Kelly and started slamming it on the counter. <laughs> was she well she impressed? She was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> I started chasing her with it. Uh, but then it became like a fun game of uh, working you hide the dildo. Like I put that thing in the shower. Stick like it to the her, wall? Yeah. Uh, Inside the toilet in the bottom of the porcelain? Yeah, just all, all kinds of places where you can fucking hide this thing. <laughs> Under the toilet lid? <laughs> open the lid. There's a big dick. stick it out of it. <laughs> out of the toilet water. <laughs> you don't look. You just take a shit on it. <laughs> well, I'm sure it had poop on the end when you were done playing with it. So <laughs> <laughs> the first time it had poop on it. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, but, Yeah. <clears throat> Fucking good times. I'm sure it's not too cheap. No, it's like I a sixty dollar dick. I think it oh, came really? with the big rubber ass I bought. It's like a buy this rubber ass, get a bonus dick. <laughs> get a bonus <laughs> bonus dick for free. Well, it was fucking fun playing with it. <laughs> hiding it in various spots. I do have have it back, buddy. Oh, you I'm got gonna, it? I'm gonna return it to you, yeah. We'll pick it up on the way back. Okay. And you can uh Complete the mission. Com- complete, yeah. Now complete the original snow. plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that tonight yeah. after work. Well, I'm curious. It's been sitting in the car all day. I wonder what the temperatures are doing, if, if anything, to it. A negative fourteen. Go just right like through, solid. Yeah. Right through Murderface's fucking front window. <laughs> fucking spears his dog. 
That's what I suspect will happen. His dog yeah. will find it and fucking be walking around with a big rubber dick in his mouth. Well, you could also use it as kind of like a blackjack. Just hold it by the, sh- the shaft and then just brain someone yeah. with the ball portion. <laughs> you, pretty fucking heavy you and You could solid. fucking knock somebody. Yeah, you could knock someone out with that dick. <laughs> a pack, uh, we'll get another one. Could have like a cockfight. Just two guys, like... Fucking trying to beat each other scentless with these fucking massive dongs. That'd be the final thing in the feats of strength. Yeah. Greco-Roman cock wrestling. We'll fucking make a like a salt circle. Just pour it around. Do some incantations. Throw the guys in. First one to fucking get knocked out loses. Nice. And then uh, can do some fucking sumo stuff after that with the circle maybe. <laughs> All right. But, What's the fucking continued yeah, question of the month let's here, buddy? Fucking wrap her up. Yeah. This is the last time we're asking for the failed army projects. Seems so like there's a lot of them floating around. Yeah, we got quite a few queued up, actually. So I believe a few people told me their projects at Mary mm-hmm. Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, we got some emails, some more voicemails for sure, but um, we want to hear, because these make us feel good about ourselves. <laughs> we're not the only dumbass. It's probably a public service, making other people feel good about their own. Unrealistic friendship. ambitions. <laughs> All right. Well, overestimation uh, of free time. <laughs> overestimation of the speed at which they paint and convert. Your uh, hobby motivation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. If I could give us a ring. Let's, uh, yeah. Phone us up, 601. Try HPBV. Uh, hit us up, pointhammered at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, I am pointhammered. I'm hammered underscore Raj. Um, click through our support page. If you go to pointhammer.com slash support, just go over there, click the motherfucking links. If you're going to buy anything on eBay, click through that shit. Yeah, if you're buying models off eBay, fucking pop over there. If you're buying anything on eBay, Amazon, hook it up. If you want to get up on Audible, click through our site as well. You know, fucking, we'll get a kickback from that. Mm-hmm. We'll have links to all the shit we've talked about on the blog post. Mm-hmm. on youmagnificentbastards.com uh, for this episode. So click through our site if any of this shit sounds intriguing when you pick it up, and uh, we'll get a kickback, and we appreciate it. That shit will keep us going, cover our hosting and all that bullshit. Into 2015. Yeah, yeah. Any That's resolutions, it, John? Well, I was Are you gonna... the kind of guy? I think you're the kind of guy that makes resolutions. I've, I don't think I've ever kept a resolution, so yeah. I learned like 20 years ago. Well, I didn't ago. say that part. you just <laughs> the guy that makes them... <laughs> Maybe beat it every day. It's my resolution. <laughs> and you're <laughs> exhausted. You just want to go to sleep. Gotta you just be- fucking think of that resolution. <laughs> Got to get up. <laughs> Got to stick to something for once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Can't commit to anything, man. Yeah, I'm not committing to shit. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. The gym is really fucking busy now. It's pissing me off. Yeah. Fucking dickweed motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be fun. We'll talk about that when the gym putters out. Usually, most people make it before the end of the month. <laughs> oh yeah, it's usually a week because they realize a how bad it sucks working out, and b it's going to be a lot of work to whip themselves into shape after they lock themselves into a nine nine month plan. Yeah, there's always, so they could get up an extra five dollars off per month. There's always one or two motherfuckers that stick with it, but out of like the fifty that start showing up, it's just one or two. So. Mm-hmm. All right, man, that's it. Suck my fuck. Wait, we got a song. What are we going to do? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll kick it out of here with some more uh, Woods of Ypres. Ypres. Woods of Ypres, Ypres. love. Ypres. Um, this one is called 
Lightning and Snow. It's okay. the first track off the last album. And if you do dig it, uh, that I do know the lead singer is dead and that they aren't making any more albums. That's usually what I hear back from everybody I get into this band. Hey, man, do you know that the dude died? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Turns out. Um, but, yeah, hope you dig it. Right. I fucking love this album. It's one of my top, in the top three of all time. Nice. All right. Suck my balls. Suck my bees. <laughs>